0: Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Turn with us tonight to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms. Appreciate the word and... um, Thankful for the song tonight. Appreciate the good spirit of God. Stand with us if you can as we read the first four verses, Psalms chapter number 27. Psalms chapter number 27, and we're going to read the first four verses. I'd love just to read the whole thing. It's every bit good, but uh, that can be your homework tonight. Uh, There's more in there, but uh, you can only preach so much, so we're going to try our best to look at what the psalmist shares in the first four verses. Psalms 27, verse number 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Father, thank you for your word. We pray that it find its mark in all of us. Thank you for those, God, who have come with open hearts, desirous God to be in your house tonight. And may every heart, God, be blessed and moved. Use us now in all of this. May Christ receive the glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there are probably, or is probably, someone in every service who is hindered by fear or doubt. Now, I don't know who they are, and you may not know from. Uh, one time to the other, but I'll bet one time or the other it was you. That your heart was so burdened and that fear and doubt had gripped your soul that you had got to the place, whether you was honest with it or not, that you just didn't trust God at all. And we've been reading the Psalms, and I'm so glad that the psalmist David was uh, faithful to give it all. He didn't just give us the sugar, he gave the other two. He shared the things that he had trouble with and he wasn't ashamed to tell about the times when he wept before God and the times when he called on God and said, where are you? I can't feel you. I don't know where you are. What you doing? He told us about the times when he had to repent and so bitterly how God dealt with him. Psalms 27 ain't one of them times. Psalms 27, he's up here. He's on the mountaintop and he's looking down. He's able now to look backwards at the things that God has brought him through. His heart is 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 rising and and in his own faith and his belief in God, he can see the power of God in the things that God has done. And he begins in chapter twenty-seven to declare unto us some wonderful truths. But I want to say tonight that I'm afraid that there's somebody in every service. I, I've tried to recollect, maybe there's been a time or two that everybody in the house just turned loose and let God have it. Now, it ain't every time we come together that everybody in the house is saved. So I'm not saying the lost person needs to worship God. I don't believe they can. I don't believe they can truly worship God unless you worship him in the spirit and in the truth, and if you're lost, you just can't do that. But oh, that we as God's people would come together and be confident about a few things. That we'd recognize that our God is who he is, and friend, he never changes. And regardless of what the world says or what circumstances may be present in your life right now, your God has never changed. And he's still all-powerful, and he's all-wise, he's all-sufficient, he's Almighty. He's everything to everyone, and if you and I will just be confident in who this God is, I believe our hindrance in the worship, friend, would clear up. I believe that some of us would uh, be able to drop some of these things that hinder us when we come into the house of God because we've allowed uh, the enemy to use things that ought not be there. Listen, for the child of God today, I'll admit and recognize today that there are good days and there are bad days. There's times when it feels like you're riding up on the cloud with the uh, glories, but there are times when it feels like you could uh, walk straight up under a, a snake's belly, but it don't make any difference God is still God regardless of your circumstances. Now, I believe the psalmist wanted us to see something. Verse number three, after he had shared three or four things there, he said, of this will I be confident. And I'd just like for us to be confident tonight about a few things. Uh, That's my heart tonight is to leave you with that simple thought. There's some things concerning God that we can be confident of. We live in a world that is that is controlled by fear today. Uh, it, it's it's terrible, really, that that people can do such damage with lies and propaganda. But it is rampant, and it, it is everywhere. It is through every medium that you can receive information. You will have lies coming to you and propaganda. It doesn't make any difference where it's coming from most of the time. But I can say this, that's how they want to keep this country and this world in fear. That's what COVID was all about as far as I'm concerned, is creating a fear in people that they can use to control them. And if you can control people with fear, friend, you can tell them what to do. You can tell them how to live. You can tell them what to say. You can tell them what they can't do. And I want you to know that I serve a God today who's bigger than fear. He's bigger than fear. Now, I'll tell you right now, if you're afraid of catching something, friend, you'll probably catch it. And I reckon I've had about everything that's came and gone. And I had a friend talk to him yesterday on the telephone. He said, hey, "I'll tell you the truth." He said, "I like to die 3 weeks ago." I said, "What happened to you?" He said, "I got the flu." I said, the flu like to killed you. He said, yeah, I got like to died with the flu. He said, if they hadn't rescued me, he said, if they hadn't helped me at the hospital, he said, I believe I would have died. But I thought to myself, it ain't just COVID. It ain't just the flu. It ain't just pneumonia. It ain't just a heart attack or diabetes or whatever you want to put in there. Listen, friend, the devil will use anything to keep you appraised. Right. I'm glad to report to you today that they won't nothing get me until God says it's time. I'll tell you right now of this, I'm confident. Ain't you? Huh? Then how come you're afraid? You'll find the apostle Paul in Philippians, I won't read this, he said, being confident to this very thing that he which hath begun a work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. That's good news. I don't care who you are. Amen. That what God has started in me, he'll carry it through. And whatever he's done, amen, there won't be enough doctors on this earth to save me. I'm glad to report to you, friend, that the keeper of life is still on the throne. He still rules heaven and earth. And brother, he holds my breath in his hands and he alone dictates when I leave this world. I'm glad that I don't have to live in fear. As a matter of fact, the word of God teaches us that we've not been given the spirit of fear, but the spirit of adoption whereby we can cry, Abba, Father. I want you to know we have confidence today because our God is bigger than all the circumstances of this world. Oh, how many people today live in doubt and fear? Now, I realize that some of us are more prone to fear than others. Our temperaments seemingly have a great deal to do with that. Some seem like they just have, were born with courage. And then the rest of us, we have to muddle along trying to figure out how to get it. And yet what we find is that it, <laughs> it's in the Word of God, amen, the courage you're looking for, amen, it's in the what you say, preacher, Uh, What's at the root of the courage? I'll tell you, it's confidence. Your courage will grow when you begin to believe in who you believe. And that's what the Apostle Paul was telling Timothy in 2 Timothy. He said, I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he's able to keep me against that day. You know, it's a question of confidence tonight. If you're really confident in something, you've got some courage behind that. Your courage grows when you're confident in something. You say, what are you trying to say, preacher? I'm telling you tonight, we ain't as confident in God as we think we are. If we are more confident in God, we'd pray bigger. If we are more confident in God, we'd shout louder. Amen, we would glorify his name. We wouldn't let the fear and the doubt of this world strip us from the opportunity to give glory unto the God who's worthy. Well, bless his name. The Psalmist David, it was a perfect example, I thought. A man who had been to the bottom and he had been on the top. He'd seen both ends of it. He'd had it rough, and then there were times when God just pulled him right out of it, set him right up on the mountain. He was able to make a few declarations of glory. And I want us to look at that tonight because I'd like for you to leave here being able to say, Of this will I be confident. Of this will I be confident? Uh, there's some fears, and let me say tonight that I believe the world is afraid of the dark. Now, I don't mean the dark, literally. I'm talking about the darkness. I believe the world that we live in, that a lot of the children of God for sure are running around afraid of the enemy's power. Now, he's a formidable foe, and I'll speak to that in a minute, but I want you to know he's a created being. <laughs> amen. And I believe he rules in the high places he certainly has got plenty that work for him and they obviously are a thorn in our flesh and everybody has to go through and endure and and recognize that there's a hardness out there but I want you to know you ain't got to be afraid of the dark tonight you don't have to be afraid of the things you can't see you don't have to be afraid of those things that are unknown to you you don't have to be afraid of those things that he whispers into your mind and says what if this or what if that you know what you can live above that friend by simply believing in the one who has all power today you can sit there tonight and convince yourself that so and so is going to go to hell when God might save him tomorrow you can convince yourself that so and so will die of this or die of that when God may perform a miracle do something we've seen it over and over again of this will I be confident you never out guess what my God can do Well, I think we ought to just be confident about a few things. Let's look at what the Apostle Paul said. He said, number one, the Lord is my light. The Lord is my light. He said, of this will I be confident, that the Lord is my life." I'll tell you right now, if you've got light, you've got it whipped. You say, what in the world do you mean? Well, we live in a world that's dark. There's no question about that. The Bible said concerning Jesus that in him was life and he was the light of men. The Bible said that he came into this world and the world received him not. Who came into the world? Light did. Light came into the world and they received him not. How come? Because their deeds were evil and we live in an evil world today and I'll assure you that darkness represents the evil of this day that we live in and it's been as dark it's as dark right now as it's ever been I think I don't believe there's ever been a darker time than today but let me be clear about something I don't walk in the darkness I don't live in the darkness I live in the light of the one amen who never goes dim I live in the light of the one amen who has never burned out brother he is always shining for you and me. I'm confident of this. I am confident that the light that I need will be there. The psalmist David said in chapter 119 he said said, concerning him he said his word is a lamp unto my feet and he said it is a light unto my path. Now if you traveling in an old dark and, 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 and malicious world like we live in today if you're walking down those strange unknown paths of this world where every danger lies and every hard thing is hey amen we live in a perilous time there's no doubt about it I'm not saying that it ain't dark outside what I'm saying is is that every step I take there's a light that's shining on me he ain't never stopped shining on me from the day that he took me as his own the light has been there. The Lord is my light. Well, I'm glad. Amen. I'm glad that I've got some light in this world. I'll tell you right now, there's mysteries in the dark. But you know what the light does to the mysteries? It reveals the truth. Hey, man, it sits right what's wrong. It, it, it exposes the things that are hiding. Hey, man, as long as you've got light, you've got something that'll help you. I want you to know that you might have trouble, you might have heartache, you may have problems, but bless God, if you've got light, you've got it made today. And I got light. Well, John would say it like this in that little epistle. He said, this then is the message What's the message? He said that he is like and in him... There's no darkness at all. I don't know about you, but I got put in him the day I believed and was born again. The very instant that I said yes to Jesus and he came in my heart. Hey Amen. I was put in Christ Jesus. I want you to know, you may think I'm in the dark, but I'll tell you right now, I ain't never been in the dark, not since that day. And I bless that day that he brought me out of the darkness and he put me in his life say well I could leave you one day nope (laughs) not according to what he wrote amen I'll tell you right now the Bible said concerning Jesus Christ when we get to heaven said there'll be no sun over there how come because there's no need for one how come because the Bible said he is the light you know what the Apostle Paul said about it? He was telling old Agrippa. he said, when I was on my way to Damascus, he said there was a light brighter than the light of the noonday sun come down. And he said, it struck me off my beast. It blinded me. I'll tell you right now, you might be blinded by the light, but I'll tell you, it's the best blind you've ever been because you'll start seeing when you get blinded by that light. Never, never been in the dark since. You say you seem pretty confident about that. I've got a few years under my belt now, right? I'm not boasting that I'm bigger than the devil. What I'm saying is is the one with me, he's bright, and the devil ain't. You know why the devil runs when Christ comes on the scene? Because every time you flip a light, where's darkness go? And it leaves quick, don't it? I ain't never seen darkness hang around I thought about having somebody turn the lights off but I figured the kids get scared you turn the lights off in this place it'll get dark on you amen yeah. hey it'll get this dark outside and if you was to shut all these lights off hey man, everybody in this room say well we in the dark but it just as soon as you hit that switch hey man, darkness gets out of there it can't stay where light is you say preacher are you sure that God is always that bright I want you know of this thing, will I be confident that the Lord is my light. He will always be my light. Amen. Those days where you have the hard times, and we like to refer to them as dark places. I'd like for us to be careful about using such language. Because it I, I believe it It goes against what the Bible teaches about our position. We talk about being in the valley. Now, that I'll grant you that we'll go through the low place and we'll come out on the high. But let me tell you something, a child of God ain't never been in a dark place. (laughs) You say, well, wait a minute that time that old such and such was going on or so and so was sick unto death or I lost this one or I lost that. Let me tell you something right now. If you've been born again, there has been a light shining on you that the devil can't turn off. I'm telling you right now, it exposes every sin in my heart. It lifts up every heartache and every sorrow of my life. He is able to help me and comfort me. You say how? Just by the light. I like light myself. I like light. You know what dark's good for? Sleeping. That wasn't one of the things he said the children of God was supposed to be doing a lot of. As a matter of fact, he said awake. He said we need to awake out of our sleep, cast off the works of darkness And take on that that armor of light. And begin to do the works of God. Amen. We need to cast off these things in our life. Amen. That seemingly bring a darkness that we want to promote. And it allows us to be hindered in our worship unto God. Listen. The Lord is my light. And he's never extinguished. He never goes dim. He never goes out. (laughs) He's always light. Do you know that he's light in the middle of the night? And I found him right in the middle of the day just as bright. Sometimes it's the amount of darkness that's around us that tends to accentuate how great and powerful the light is. But I found it to be the opposite. Often it's when it's the most bright around us and we still see that light that we recognize that is light. That is power. The Lord is my light. He also said the Lord is my salvation. Now I looked up that term and what you'll find that that little word, it has this meaning. The Lord is my deliverance. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my welfare. The Lord is my prosperity. The Lord is my hope. That word salvation means that I have a deliverer. May I say to you today that one of the things that people fear in this world most is is the inability to, to master their own destiny. And people work hard at it. I mean, people devote their whole lives to kind of control everything in their life. They try to lay up treasures on this earth that provide them security. They try to, they try to come across things that will keep everything else at, at a calm or at an ease. Man, I say to you today, you can't control what's out there ahead of you. Amen. By the way, you don't even know what's out there. And uh, uh, you, you have no idea what you're going to need tomorrow, much less 20 years from now or 30 years from now. I'll assure you, every bit of my future is in the hand of an almighty God. But oh, listen to me now. What the psalmist was saying is, he said, whatever I need tomorrow, he said, the Lord is my salvation. Amen. Did you know today, whatever rescue I need tomorrow, that's what he is. He ain't never failed Hey man, I've never been in those places where it was over my head that he wasn't right there I've never been in a place where I couldn't say Lord help me and brother there was help right then anybody know what I'm talking about has he ever helped you has he ever lifted you up amen to God the Bible said the psalmist said I look unto the hills from which cometh my help I've got a helper tonight the Lord is my helper if everybody else leaves me I've got one that'll never leave me of this will I be confident amen whatever it is they're saying on NBC and CNN and all those others I can't be confident but of this will I be confident that the Lord is my light amen brother I'll never dwell in darkness not another day of my life amen I might not always be in the will of God But you can mark this down. The light of Jesus Christ is in me and it is never extinguished by this world or its darkness. So I am never in the dark. But I'm also never without help. I thought of something today. I I realized, and this is probably a sad indictment. I'm glad my wife ain't here. I I smile more in church than I do anywhere. (laughs) Huh. You know how that is. Because it reminds me when we come together and the good Holy Spirit of God begins to wrap us up and to love on us and to prove who He is. I just love coming to church, don't you? Amen. I like being in the house of God. I like being where the people of God are because He said, where they gather, where two or three of them are, He said, I'm going to be right in the middle of that crowd because they're mine. I'm their helper, I'm their deliverer, I'm their resource future. Of this will I be confident. You see, if I get my confidences in order, amen, it's liable to help me worship a little better. Hey, when we come into the house of God, we ain't worried about this and fearful of that and letting every ungodly thing in this world drag us down and keep our hands down, keep our mouths closed, keep our eyes off of him. Hey Amen. We ought to come into the house of God ready, believing that he is my light and he is my salvation. He come right out in that first verse and he just, he just nailed him to the tree, didn't he? The Lord is my light. And he said, the Lord is my salvation. He said, whom shall I fear? Right? If, If you've got absolute confidence in the light, and you've got absolute confidence in the help, who are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? What is it? that binds your worship tonight, that keeps you from being heavenly minded? What is it that distracts you from the one and the only glorious king that has ever lived in our soul? What keeps you bound tonight? The fear and the doubt of this world. If you've got light and you've got help. Psalmist said, who am I supposed to be afraid of? Who am I to fear? I you preacher, I get it, I get it. The Lord, he's short sure enough His light. And my goodness, what a helper, what a deliverer, how good he's been. Well, obviously, it's not the Lord's problem. It's me, preacher, it ain't the Lord, it's me. You see, I'm of such little strength, you see. I, I, I just mess it all up, you see. It's my fault, I can't worship God. And it's all because of me. Would you read the rest of the verse? He said, the Lord is my strength. You didn't surprise not a soul when you said, I don't have enough strength for this. run. I can't do it. All the psalmist had done been there. He had done been there. He'd done laid out there in the middle of nowhere looking up at the stars, nothing to cover his head, running from Saul for his very life. Didn't know whether he was going to live or die the next day. Didn't have any idea where the provision would come from. Didn't know what was going to happen. And yet here we find that he said, the Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. He said, the Lord is the strength of my life. Boy, it'd do us all some good if we'd just if we just man up and say, I ain't got enough strength. I can't do it. Oh, but I know one who's strong. I know one who whose might there's none other like him. I know one who ain't never been taxed by any problem. He's never been. He's never faltered. Amen. To carry the weight of it, the Bible said the world's in the palm of his hand, and he ain't even broke a sweat yet. I'm talking about a God who has strength, brother, that he can give all the time. Oh, I love this verse. I boy, I've grown to love it more and more. Let me read you Isaiah 41. Verse number 10, amen, Amen. I love this. This one has rescued me in the last couple of years many a time. He said, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am thy God. Listen, He said, "I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness." <laughs> Amen. Oh, Grace and Garrett, come to me the other night to revival. He said, "Preacher, you ever heard?" He said, "You ever notice in the Bible?" He said, "It talks about His right hand." I said, "Yeah, I sure have." He said, I, "He said some of us are stronger than one arm than the other." I said, "That's right." I said. That, you know, we've got a dominant arm, and that's that one's the one probably stronger than the other. He said, Well, he said, that ain't the way it is, probably with God. He said, I reckon his probably stout both ways. He said, But while he's a holding it all up with one, he said, He's out here doing all this with that other. He said, Ain't that good? I'm telling you right now, when I don't have strength, he's got it. Amen. Of this will I be confident that though tomorrow I may wake up and say, God, I can't lift my head up, he's still got strength. That's what David was saying. He said, the Lord, he said, not me. Now, I believe David was a stout fellow. Hey, Amen, you couldn't kill and fight like that man was if he wasn't a pretty stout fellow. I believe he's strong. The Bible said, he said, the Lord is the strength of my life. And oh, I love it, Isaiah, when he come right in there and God told him, he said, yeah. he said, I'll uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. I want you to know right now, you may be of little strength, And brother, it'd probably do us all well just to come on in the church and acknowledge I don't have any strength. I can't do this on my own. Amen, Lord, I'm gonna trust your light. I'm gonna trust your salvation and I'm gonna trust your strength to get me through. I'll tell you right now, that's a good recipe to win right there. Amen, you might come in downhearted, but you'll leave, amen, whistling the tunes of the hymn book because God will help you. We've got someone that we can't. Can be confident in Amen. in this will I be confident goodness gracious all three of them in one verse how are we going to get the rest of these done well there's just one more verses 2 and 3 he begins to get into some detail about something else and I can see it. I can hear it in your little mind. The rats are running, and the brain's going. And you're thinking, "Well, it's not just my strength that's a problem. Huh? It ain't. It ain't. It ain't just a strength that I need from God, preacher. If I could just get rid of these enemies, huh? Be honest now. Half the time when you come in here, you've been fighting the enemy, and he doesn't give you a whooping. There. When you had light, you had deliverance, and you had strength. And he done whooped you. He said, "Well, if I could just get rid of the devil. The devil ain't your problem. Those enemies aren't your problem. Your problem is in here, or here, or both." What the psalmist said was, "He said, let me tell you about my enemies." He said, when they were going to come on me, he said, when they were going to destroy me, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they were going to kill me. They were going to snuff me out. He said, while they stumbled and fell, what's he saying? He said, they didn't even get to me. Let me believe that we're protected by God. You got a protector? Sure do. I've got a protector. I always wondered what it'd be like to have a bigger brother. I never had one. I always wondered like what it'd be like to have somebody say, hey, help me out here. That rascal's bigger than I am, or he's got a brother. I didn't want to say this, but I'm gonna say it. when I was when I was little, I I, I got challenged to a fight. Don't you remember that? I must have been seven or eight years old. I don't know. But I got challenged from a boy, and he's, he's about my size. I got challenged to a fight, and he told me where and when. And so I went there, and he had a big brother. I mean, he's a to me, he's a giant feller. So I turned around and run back home. It wasn't far. I just run across the street and back in the fence and went in there. I said, Dad. I need some help. And he went with me. You remember, he was lost and still a heathen then. He I probably wasn't good parenting. But he went with me. And he stepped up there and he pointed at that other brother and he said, Don't you move. And then and that other little fella went at it. it felt good to have a big brother. Do you know he's always with you? What battle of your life do you think he was never there? Not one. No, David said when they were coming at me, they were going to eat up my flesh. He said they stumbled and fell. <laughs> they didn't even get to me. They fell dead before they ever got to me. He said no. In the fourth verse, he said, listen to me. He said even if an army comes against me, I'm talking about an army against one. He said, even if an entire army, oh, one, third verse, though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war should rise against me. In this will I be content. Confident, of me. In this will I be confident. Confident in what? that God is my protector. The old song said, there's nothing can touch me that doesn't pass through his hands. We see it lived out in the life of Job, how the, the devil went before Job, and, and God asked him, he said, you, have you considered my servant Job, It ain't none like him? He said, well, yeah, there ain't none like him. He said, because you've got a hedge around him. He said, drop that hedge, and no Job will curse you to your face. He said, let me take what Job's got. Let me take all that stuff you give Job. Drop that hedge. Let me get it, Job, and he'll curse you to your face. And God said, all right. He said, I'm going to drop the hedge. God told him what he could and couldn't do. Did you know he couldn't do what he wanted to do? He couldn't do it. You know why he couldn't do it? Because God said, you can't do that. And he couldn't do it. Tell me who got the power in this. Devil took everything Job had. He went back and God said, how about that? He said, oh yeah, he said. He said, but flesh, flesh. he said, let me touch his body. That'll do old Job Ben. He said, go ahead. He said, but you can't kill him. Do whatever you want to. But you can't kill him. His life's mine. He kept that hedge down. The devil came, struck old Job, balls from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, Balls all over his body pain in every nerve of his body and yet when his wife said oh Job why don't you just curse God and die I don't believe she'd stand to see him in such misery and pain and suffering I used to think she she's a poor wife and giving him bad counsel but I think now she probably was feeling sorry for him why don't you just curse God and die Job and nobody should have to go through this and he said you talk like a foolish woman He said I came into this world naked and I'll leave that way blessed be the name of the Lord Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away blessed be the name of the Lord have we got a protector yep I got light I've got deliverance Don't don't matter what up I've got deliverance in every circumstance I've got help I've got strength and I've got one that protects me. Of this, he said, will I be confident. Of those four things, that's what he gave us in those three verses were those four things. But I want you to see, I'm gonna close right here. I want you to see what he said then in verse number four. This is how I got to worship, right? Remember I started out that I think that every time we come together, there's probably somebody sitting here that is hindered by fear and doubt and they do not worship God. They don't worship God. They got light. They got help. They got strength if they need it. They got protection. Right? It's, it's, but they let fear and doubt keep them from worship. But look what he said next he said, But one thing have I desired. You know why people don't go to church? They don't want to. That's right. I think I know why they don't want to. They don't have confidence in their God. Because David said, Of this will I be confident. I've got light, I've got help, I've got strength, I've got protection. He said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. Did you know the Bible, Jesus himself said that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Did you know that every time that you come into the house of God, if you hunger, if you hunger and thirst for the things of God, did you know he'll bless you? Anybody ever seen him fail? when we met the conditions and came into the house of God, ready to worship, confident in our God. You ever seen a time when he didn't show up? Psalmist said, he said, one thing. Oh, he said, when when you got this confidence in God, like I have, he said, you go to desiring something specific. He said, one thing have I desired. And he said, that will I seek after. What did he say? He said that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Alfred, it might startle you, but he wanted to go to church. This is the same man, the same man that said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go Under the house of God. I was glad. You know why he's glad? Because he was confident in his God. When you know with confidence that God's going to meet you here, well, that'll that'll put a skip in your step. Amen. As you coming on into church... You know he's going to be here. You know he's going to be big. You know he's going to help you. You know he's going to strengthen you. He's going to pour more light. He's going to do all of this for you. You know this. When you know this, guess what? you coming on in. Out of my way. I believe I'm going to church tonight. Wednesday night. You mean you'd rather go to church? One thing have I desired and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I'm gonna close with this right here. I'm gonna finish the verse. I want you to see this is beautiful. David's confidence in the Lord created a desire in his heart to be in the house of God. And then he gives us the two reasons why he wants to be there. Listen to what he said. He said, number one, to behold the beauty of the Lord. He said, preacher, I ain't seen him yet tonight. You blind if you ain't seen God tonight. Huh? You can't tell me as a born again believer and you've been here since the bell rung that you ain't seen God here tonight. You have not seen, tell me you've not seen the beauty of the Lord tonight. I've seen it. Did you know we're not looking with the eyes? We're looking with the eyes. My heart has seen him. Amen. I love that, don't you? I just love to come into the house of God. Amen, and even if it ain't me, some somebody will get get happy in God's There he is. Lord, For know it, he's all over me. Amen, I'm seeing him everywhere. David said, I love going to the house of God because I get to see him. Get to see his beauty. My goodness. Have you ever looked at the Lord and never thought, that's ugly. No, David said, boy, he said, I'm confident of this. He said, it makes me want to go to God's house because when I get in there, I get to behold him. I, I, I get to behold him. All right, I'm gonna tell you something. You people can hold back on God all you want to, but I ain't doing it. I ain't interested in being, even being a part of a church that don't want to behold the glory of God. Why are we here? if we're not coming confident in our God, coming in the house of God, expecting, expecting to behold his beauty. We need to get on our knees every day, son, and thank God we've got a place to come where we get to behold him. And if it ever gets to the place that we can't behold him anymore, I hope he sends a revival of fire among us or sends me somewhere else because I ain't interested. Are you? I ain't interested. This ain't a social club. I'm not interested in anybody's clique or any... No, I come to see his beauty. What else did he come for? He said, to inquire of him. He said, when you got confidence in God like I have, it'll make you want to go to the house of God to behold the glory of God and to ask him my heart. Oh, he said, I want to go to the house of God. How come? I get to pray. I get to pray. You know, some of you excuse yourself from prayer. Don't do that. No, David said, that's one of the reasons I come. One of the reasons that I come to the house of God is so I can join in prayer with the people of God and inquire of him. (laughs) Well, sum it up. Here it is. When we're confident in him, and he gave us... Plenty to be confident. Amen. You can take them four things right there. If you don't know nothing else the rest of your life, that'll get you to heaven. That'll get you through. That'll deliver you. He said, these things have created one desire in my heart. One desire. And he said, that's what I'm going to seek after. In all the days of my life, I get to dwell in the house of the Lord. That's where I want to be. I want to be in God's house among God's people that I might worship and pray and that's why we come somebody gets saved that's his business but we gonna lift up Jesus and we gonna call on Jesus and then whoever gets called in the crossfire and born again you know he did it but we come to the house of God because we want to be here. We are confident in our God and all that he is. Gavin, come get us a song. I don't know your you are tonight, but I know he sure is a good God. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. I mean, you can read some of them psalms and you're saying, Lord Jesus, help David, help him. Oh, oh yeah, he's already with you. I mean, you read it and you say, he in bad shape. Not here. No, Psalms 27 ain't one of them. No, Psalms 27 is when some, I read Jewish historians actually think that Psalms 27 was wrote when David was an old man. Don't know. They don't know probably. But I thought to myself makes sense because as an old man, I'm calling myself an old man. (laughs) As an old man, I can relate to just exactly what he said. He is my light. He is my help. He is my strength. He is my protection. He has created in me an unquenchable desire to be in his house every time the doors are open. I hope I didn't get nobody sick last Sunday night because I was sick when I was here but I couldn't help it. (laughs) Because I want to come into the house of God and I want to worship Him and I want to pray. That's precious. I love that, don't you? Whereas old Tom said, I love the hound out there. That's good. If you don't have a desire tonight, listen to me now. Let's get real about this. If you don't have a desire, a want to, not not a need to or a have to or if I don't, somebody's going to think bad about me too. No, if you don't have a want to, be in the house of God all the days of your life then I can tell you what's present in your life, fear and doubt. Because those will steal your worship and your prayer. We want to worship. Let's be confident in God. Let's be confident in God and let him restore in us the desire to worship and to pray. Stand with us. If you're here tonight and need the Lord, Why don't you come and talk it over with him? Let's do business with God tonight. Don't tarry. Don't wait. Come on.